0: The
1: MIGS
2: it is the MIGS cast. I am Steve Migs. I'm here with the Reverend Fuego. Hi! And my fellow bandmate in Stone Temple Pilots, <laughs> Glenn Cannon. <laughs> What's happening on? I don't know, man. We had a good run being members of STP. I right know. It's over. They kicked us out. Uh, actually, you know, they didn't. They invited
3: us to join them the next night. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that was great. Let's do it again. You guys want to come down to where
2: were they headed? Where well, they go? That was great. We'll have to do this again. I'm like, well, how about tomorrow? And Dean DeLeo looks like, at okay. us and goes, "You wanna?" And I'm like, "Ah, that's Sunday." I and guess was... something to do.
0: No, 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 no. Just I kidding. Thought,
2: but I think they did. I thought they were doing. Vancouver. He said, "We're in Vancouver." I thought they thought. I thought it was Vancouver, Canada, but I think it might have been Vancouver, Washington. Oh, yeah. Staying in the stage. Had I known it was Vancouver, Washington, we I would have been like, again. bro, let's just road trip it and go. I would have. I would have road tripped it down there with you. We should have. That would have been a funny story. All honestly, he
3: would have been like, dude, what? Yeah. Well, what am I kidding? Like, yeah, it, yeah. Went, it went about as well as I think something like that could ever go. Yeah. Especially given that, you know, it's, you know, it's not like they're inviting James Hetfield to join him. No, Two guys they've never really met that, you know, they're not sure can play. Yeah. <laughs> I would think that their manager, you said you sent him that clip of us doing sex type on live day. Well, uh, Ryan said that he did. I I, 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 would bet their manager was like, by the way, I saw this clip of those guys. They can play. This is going to be really cool. I would hope so. But I, I would think so. Because otherwise, it would have been like, you know, we need to maybe do a rehearsal. Or why don't you guys just get up and say a few kind words? Or yeah. I just don't think they would roll the dice to that magnitude. So, like,
2: let's just let's go all the way back to October back of last year. <laughs> ten,
3: ten, 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 ten,
2: so, ten, October ten. of about a year ago. Sorry, thrill. We had <laughs> we had Eric Kretz and Dean DeLeo on the show, and I grabbed an audio clip of that moment, just so that we can kind of start there, and then and then and lead up to what turned out to be one of the, the greatest experience go, I've yeah. ever had, thanks <laughs> to my cool. job. Yeah, without, right? I mean, there's no, set, there's nothing even close. I mean, there's some really awesome moments I've had because of this job, but nothing will ever compare to being on stage with Stone Temple Pilots. So, this was October. They were on, they didn't even have an, a new lead singer at this moment, uh, or they didn't announce the lead singer. They were promoting the reissue of Core, the debut record, coming out like as a big reissue, remaster. It was an
3: anniversary
0: thing as well. 25th wasn't it? anniversary. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Damn. So,
2: we potentially could be Hall of Famers, you and me, since we're members of Stone Temple Pilots.
0: Yeah, they're going to let you go on too <laughs> as well. I mean, <laughs> they should. Not you have not. played on stage the yep. entire song and you killed mm-hmm. it so yep. i mean the we funniest were there.
3: thing too is i've been battling scabies <laughs> forever and i rubbed up against every member of that band while i was playing <laughs> sure I did so you know man like it's just my my sick appalachian humor <laughs> <laughs>
2: so here's uh, dean and eric when they found when we talked to them about the fact that we were big big fans of their music and they definitely had a huge influence on both glenn and i when it came to to, to writing songs Glenn and I, we have a band together. We just started up together. And what geeks me out the most is there's moments where I'm like, man, this just feels like core era Stone Temple Pilots. And that gets me. All
4: right. Are you guys guitar and drums?
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. (laughs)
4: right. (laughs) I'm going to tell you guys guys something. And you can take me up on this, and I'm going to come right out with this. When we come to town, you guys pick out a song, and you come up and play it.
3: Oh, I'm in. in. I'm in. Awesome, man. That would be beyond an honor, man. Dude, you know? you yeah. have no idea. That would be the yeah. ultimate.
2: I, 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 that wouldn't even be on my bucket list because I didn't think something like that could ever happen. So, yes, 100%. If that could happen, that would be so, so insane.
4: <laughs> when we get up there, man, please, you guys. Come by and, and we'll hang out, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll just, you know, get get wacky with guitars, and you guys can play. You guys want to pick a song, rehearse it, and you guys can rock it.
2: Dude, it's how funny to hear him that back. I, didn't, I hadn't listened to that. That he was, he he was as honest and like as he came through with everything. He hung yeah. out with us. We talked geeky guitar stuff. He did everything he said he was going to do. Dean DeLeo is a man of his word. Wow, that yeah, is man. pretty freaking cool to hear that. That back. is crazy. And it's funny because Glenn, while we were talking to him backstage, so. You know, Long story short, we interviewed them again uh, when uh, they announced they had a new lead singer. They were going to do Pain in the Grass, and they brought it up and said, you guys are going to do this for sure. And still, I think up until Pain in the Grass, Glenn and I were like, I think it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, but I'm not going to be heartbroken if it doesn't happen. Yeah,
3: even day of show, I'm like, we haven't heard anything. No. And it's my assumption that they'd want to be out in front of this, so it's probably not going to happen, but that's cool. And Steve was like, I think it is going to happen,
2: and I'm like, We'll see, bro. And then yeah. thirty minutes after we had that yeah. conversation, we hear from their crew saying, "Hey, who's the guitarist? Make sure he keeps his amp on the side of the stage when they play." I'm like, oh, "It's happening! Like, yeah. They're not going to tell Glenn <laughs> oh, it's real." Oh God, it's real! Right? It's damn, damn real.
3: real. Yeah, I, I, think I was like, "Well, cool." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, "All right, then. all right." And then yeah. the
2: manager guy says, "Hey, just be available around four thirty ish. I'll find you guys. That's when Dean and Robert should be settled in. At that point." And let's have you go into their dressing room, possibly run through the song, or at least talk it out, whatever it may be. So we wait. Uh, Mark, their manager, grabs us, brings us back to Dean and uh, Robert. We immediately see Robert, who could not be a more, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's almost like it's not real, like he's a unicorn. Genuinely, well, they're both <laughs> you guys really, really, well, no, no, no.
3: Oh, yeah. man, i i always on. heard, I'd I'd both always, of them. Brett had always told me how nice the DeLeo brothers were. I yep. guess he's crossed paths with them many times. So I had it in my head from from Brett, who's a long-time old friend who I trust, yep. that these guys are really down-to-earth and really nice. And boy. So when we walked into Robert, and he was like, oh, hey, man, and he lit up. I was like, dude, what's up? He it, hugged us. Yeah, it was like running into a buddy that you'd played cards with yep. in high school. or you're like, Yeah, it was just so vibeless. Like, just, dude, what's up? How you doing?
2: And then the funny really part was, it's nice like, people. you guys good? You need to work with this? Or can I go eat? And we're like, go eat. He's like, really? Like, <laughs> he was so we got this. We sweet. Won him, I think we won him over even more because we let him go eat, like, which I thought was funny because I ran into him later on as he's eating. And he's like, Steve, you ready for this? I'm like, yeah. Don't want to bug you. You're eating.
3: He probably won't let me sit at his uh, table. Uh, and Dean, when we popped in there, Dean was kind of eating his dinner. He was so. having
2: some salmon and salad. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. So, I mean, we chatted
3: one. briefly, but it was like, oh, dude, get back to your dinner. But we hung in there for you know, we were in there for five, 10 minutes BS. I'd say at least
2: 10. Yeah. We were just talking, he's eating, we're talking. He's like, you sure we don't have to go through this? But I thought one of the coolest parts was finally Glenn goes, Hey, uh, you know, we must've thanked them. I, I would say at least a hundred times collectively. At, <laughs> at some point we said thank you to one of the members oh, of the band. Yeah. And even before that we interviewed uh Eric Kretz and and Jeff and They yeah. couldn't be nicer and and Eric was really excited about all this. He's like, dude, we've been talking about this. Like this and I kept thinking they're effing with us, because they all kept saying, We've been talking about this for a while now. Like what are you planning well, to do? Well their manager had said the same thing. <laughs> but
1: he
3: was like, You gotta understand, first of all, the guys Never do this. No. They have never done this. And they've been really talking about this for a while. They're really excited. And it's kind of like, really? Right. <laughs> like,
0: why?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>, like, <laughs> I, I kept waiting for them to go, psych.
0: I'm thinking of it on one end, because if you're the band members, you've been doing this for so long. I mean, you talked about how the reissue was, what, 25 years ago? Yep, yep. So, I mean, it's been a while. So, you don't do this normally, and then you go forward, and you're like, okay, these guys are either going to know what they're doing, and they sound like that. They sound like they've got the confidence to do this. So it's either going to be awesome, or it's going to be a complete and utter S show, and that's going to be hilarious either in its way, own right. it's, it's going to be, be fun. It's going to be fun for right. them to watch and just do it. And, I mean, you guys, you, I mean, seeing you guys out there, you guys were having fun. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. big S eating grin the entire time. I don't
3: time. think they you they not, right? us to... Uh I mean, going out on a limb. I don't ex- think they expected us to actually get up there and just throw the F down.
2: Right. We, 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 well, you it's know. funny because even beforehand, you, you said something to Dean that I thought was very interesting. And hearing this clip back, now I understand what he's coming from. You're like, you have a lot of faith in us that we're going to be able to do this song. And <laughs> Dean's reaction was, I could tell by how you reacted when I offered it that you guys weren't going to yeah. screw this up. Yeah, like, yeah you just, guys were down right away. Right, he, he's like, I could tell like there was like that moment of pause that was funny, but your response when I offered it wasn't. I don't know. It, it was, was all right. Yes, really. <laughs> yes, and dude, it was for me. I, I I can't wait to hear your perspective of what was going on in your head while all this was happening. So we get. Right, we, we, we're waiting on the side stage and my nerves are starting to go. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy. Gotta poo, then gotta poo, gotta then poo. Dean's wife comes over and again, I keep thinking, is the whole family and crew just effing with us? Because she's like, <laughs> you're the guys? And we're like, yeah my husband's been talking about this for yeah. a month now. She, I forget her name, but she was so nice. So oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Dean's wow. wife could not be nicer. Like She was, she pro- actually made me feel even more at ease yeah. moments before, because we're talking like they're finishing the song Roll Me Under, and she's telling us how excited our husband is to jam with us. So I'm yeah. like, what? So then we go up there, and we're playing, and for me, and there's a picture of it, I think it's my my header on my at I'm Steve Miggs Facebook page. You can just go and you see on the cover photo. There's a picture of me playing, and Jeff singing, and then uh, there's there's Robert DeLeo looking at me. And at that moment, so I'm playing, I'm like, oh my gosh, are they gonna look at me and say, you're going too fast, you're going too slow, stop effing it up. You know, I'm being super insecure because I'm playing with Stone Temple Pilots. Like, I think we're doing okay. My heart was a little bit set at ease. My nerves were when Jeff goes, don't F it up. Because that, that made me laugh. <laughs> the and I'm like, all right, this yeah. is going to be fun. Let's have fun. Stop overthinking this. But I'm playing and I'm like, I think I got this right. It feels right. And then Robert, within about 30 seconds, not even 20 seconds, looks over at me and just, and I'm like, oh boy, here comes that moment. Am I going to get the death glare, which I've received in my life being in a band? I think we all have, <laughs> you know? Or am I going to get the smile and nod glare? No, I got the, he looks at me and I, I kid you not, Rev, he just, he goes, he's looking, and he smiles. He goes, F, yeah. <laughs> like, that is so amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're good now. Now it's time to have fun. Now I'm going to be Steve, and I'm putting <laughs> my hands oh, in the air. And, and then Dean comes over, and he's like, yeah, man. And then Jeff even looks at me, and he's like, all right. And I'm just like, okay, this is going well. <laughs> <laughs> but the part that made me start smiling from ear to ear, besides Robert going, F, yeah. I look then over. If he says, F, yeah, I look to my left, and there's Glenn, Leaning on Dean DeLeo. Yeah, getting his rub on <laughs> as, right there. <laughs> Dean's leaning on him, and they're rocking the out. And I don't know, man, because I know that this band means just as much to Glenn no, as it does to fan, me. Huge fan. And I'm seeing you have this rock star moment with one of your guitar idols. Yeah, totally. totally. I, dude, honestly, that put me in such a euphoric state that my homie is on stage with me and every once like, in a while you popped over and looked at me and yeah, I'm like, I ran back is to this the, really yeah, happening? I had to come back to the drum riser and rock out with you. And then we yeah, see like uh, Dean then Robert comes over to you and right. you're having a moment then Jeff after he, he has a moment like... That's the part, like, they were awesome guys behind the scenes. If anyone's listening to this, if you just ever wonder, meet, don't meet your idols, no, sometimes meeting your idols is pretty freaking amazing. Really nice yeah, people. Yeah, just by the excitement in your guys' voice right here. They it, were legit great from the such beginning.
3: Such nice people. Oh, my God. And yeah. the fact
2: that they all made it a point at some moment to have a moment with each of us really, spe- I, I thought, spoke volumes of what how cool that was for them as well. Like, they made it a point. I don't think they talked about it, but I bet in their head they're like, I should probably go over there and rock out with Glenn, or I should go rock out with Steve. I th- I don't. I mean, I don't know how. I think everyone
3: was just having a goddamn ball. Yeah. And a lot of it is just you know you never know what you're gonna get. I could mm-hmm. have just stood terrified in one spot and stared mm-hmm. at my Shoe-gazed. hands. There's a lot of famous guitar players that chew gaze, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Dude, you were on fire. The yeah. video. Oh, dude, I yeah. love watching the video. That's because You're just like,
2: moving like a freaking god out there. Like yeah, it's well, yeah.
3: one of those things. Like you know, obviously. I can't pay my rent doing it. But, you know, I, I was covering plush before Goot was born. <laughs> 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 you know me. <man? laughs> like I was playing that song in clubs yeah. before he had pews. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's one of those things like, and those guys probably obviously don't don't know that I've spent my entire life mm-hmm. performing. So when we got up there, when I got up there, um, you know, Eric just briefly shook hands with him because yep. I hadn't really gotten to meet him. Hugged Dean. Yep. And then I walked up to Robert, and Robert went, "Hey, man, don't be nervous." I went, "Oh, dude, I'm not." And he was like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> oh, all right, really? oh yeah." Yeah. If you watch the video, you can see him walk up yeah, to me. Don't and, stress it, bro. And,
3: and he was like, "Hey, man, don't oh, be no. nervous." I said, "Oh, dude, I'm not." <laughs> and he was like, "All right," you know, like he lit up, like okay. No, because it was kind of like, bro, I know you don't know me from Adam, but this is actually what I do. I I live for this. This is what I do. Yeah. So... Then I got into a bit of a. I toggled my guitar on. I talked with our tech, which is rad. Their tech set my whole rig up for me and everything. So I didn't have to do any of the Isn't stuff. do not nice. to do. Oh, it was
2: like that's how the other half lives. <laughs> Even like the drum tech guy, he was sitting behind, like he was over there, and he made it a point, like gave me a big handshake. He said, "Have fun with this." And I'm like, "Oh man, you better." Well, believe I, I got wrote.
3: handed my guitar. It was in tune. You know, like <laughs> wow, I, I'm not so used this to is that, how man. This no, works, normally, man. I'm trying to find someplace quiet, and someone's asking me a stupid question, and I'm trying to, you know, lifestyles <laughs> of the rich and famous. Oh yeah, yeah, right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> a, a guitar tech so but yeah so that that happened with uh, a, you know with Robert yep. and then I kind of toggled my guitar on and got into a bit of an E just volume swell feedbacky thing I was just kind of doing like oh, okay yeah, yeah. and I was trying to get that going on and I think Jeff walked over and was like we're going to click it in and I nodded like kind of like Yep, I got you. But of course, I'm thinking. I know. Yeah. You know. Again, it's one of those. You don't know me. This yeah. is what I do. I'm yeah. setting. I'm <laughs>
2: setting this up. Bro. Which would have been funny though, if like all of a sudden you just started playing. Like, where the drums? Now, and I'm,
3: I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was like, "Why is there sound? Yeah. You know." But I'm just going, beating yeah. the feedback."
2: And he looked at me like, "We're going to click it in." And I looked at him like, "Yep." And it's funny. I thought that was Dean that did that. So then that I was all me. of a sudden <laughs> said, "I'm going to start rolling on the <laughs> cymbal for a second before I click it in." So I got going. That's awesome. You and I just took control of the Stone Temple pilot uh, show. Hey man. Right? So. Awesome. I love this.
3: <laughs> and then as soon as you cut loose. We haven't had a chance to talk about any of this. I can tell. This is so awesome. Yeah. It's
0: just totally nerding out and it's fantastic. As soon as
3: you cut loose, I, all right, man, this is what I, and I cut the F loose. Um, just doing my thing and then pretty quickly, I think it was during that first verse that I got up in a Dean's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I started shoving on him and throwing my guitar yep. up in the yep. air. And he looked at me like, oh, well, s Yeah. You know, he started doing all this stuff, and I'm shoving on him, and he's shoving on me, and it's kind of this, well, god damn. Which must
2: be fun for him. Okay. Because yeah. Stone Temple Pilots, there's not a backup guitarist. There's not a rhythm guitarist. There's not. There's oh, he played, his, he played his ass off all over the song. I'm sure you noticed. He yes. cut, like, three different solos. He was
3: having a But ton. it was basically <laughs> one of those, like, dude I've got you. Yeah. And he looked at me like, dude. This is fun. Okay. And <laughs> so he started doing friends? all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> um yeah, so I, I spent a lot of time there rocking with Dean. It was funny. I circled out around from my rig. Dean was a lot louder than me, which of course, right? Mm-hmm.
2: I got out around for my rig. If you go to KSW.com, if you haven't you can seen the watch video, this whole thing. yeah, watch it. The video it. is, and I, I grabbed, um, I had Vicky, Danny, and Chris v- recorded with their cell phones, and then airdrop it to me so I could put it together as like a multi camera thing. I was uh-huh. like, and apparently they do have a pro shot cameras that they're going to put together something. But I was like, I need to know for sure. I have, I need this right now, multiple <laughs> angles of- It looks
0: killer. Yeah, yeah. I was like,
2: I just want this for my own personal collection. Oh, yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you haven't seen it, it's at KFW.com. I put it also on our, my Steve Minks Facebook page as well, too.
3: Oh, yeah, it's, it's killer. It's killer. So there you but, are. So I, I had circled out in front of the- I'd broken away from Dean at that point. I think yeah. I was just rocking out. I think you came over to my ride. Thanks when I came to you and looked yeah. at you like, what's up, bro? Yeah. You know, and Robert runs up, and now he's worried. We kind of looked at each other, and it was, again, it was one of those, oh- well S and it's like yeah man I'm not Scared? Yeah, this is really what I do. Yeah, um, I'm up here to have fun, yep. mother effer, and it's
0: on. I'm just so, watching the video on mute right now, Yeah. and it's just like Steve's s eating grin. Oh, I'm having the
2: time of my life, man.
0: Glenn, you're just like you just you're making love to your guitar. I was
2: mopping yeah. it up, man. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was up there to throw down, man. I, I, love I wasn't the, scared. I love the I struts like, that you were having. Every once while you're doing this strut, and your uh-huh. hair's blowing. And yeah. It's, yeah. It was cool, man. Uh, it looked thanks, cool. <laughs> there was a moment, even like on the part on the song where it goes. Yeah, it's like kind of after the chords of den and then and then and then and then you know yeah, yeah, here yeah. I come, I come, I come. When I first did that first time on the drums, Robert looked at me and, and gave me that other like, all
1: right, uh, like, oh you I got think, it, you got because it. Because yeah, I bent yeah, in his head,
2: he's like, oh please don't screw this part up because it's a, it's a major dynamic moment of the mm-hmm. song, and I'm like just right there locked in with him. and it, it was cool having those moments to lock in with Robert.
3: If if you listen, and it I, was
2: I, it was when I had circled out in front of you. Um...
3: If you listen, so I, I, I kind of hipped you to everything I'd, that had gone on right up to this moment. Chorus 1 hit, and I was way out away from my rig, so I couldn't hear myself at all. Right. Um, which is fine. I'm used to that, too. Um, I went for the first quarter of Chorus 1, and my instinct told me my hand was in the wrong place. Uh-huh. But I had no way to know. Uh-huh. I looked down, I'm like, that ain't right. And it's B, A, and then D with an A root, If that for all, all your guitar players out there, Right. And I looked at the same with the drums. I had already caught the A and then the D with the A root. And then I had to cycle back to that first chord. And now I unfortunately, as soon as you start thinking you're screwed. Yeah. And I was like. O oh, S because <laughs> Dean was doing because I had him I had his back at this right. point that was established he was doing something completely unique yeah he was doing some kind of like a weird lead so, thing over the chorus yeah yeah it's that octave chord thing that yeah. comes in on chorus two and three I love it when I was breaking down that when we were in the dressing room I'm like so dude the octave chord thing that comes in over chorus two and chorus three do you want to pick that up do you want me to and he just lit up like yeah dude. You know every layer of the song. And I'm like, yeah, man, which one do you want me to play?
1: And <laughs> that was, was cool. But uh, it was established.
3: He was like, Well, you hold down the root and I'll do that bit. And I'm like, all right,
2: cool. Um, well, at first he goes, just go effing wild with me. Do solos with me. And I was like, <laughs> he's, he, <laughs> he
1: didn't he's all about man. having fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he but, wanted,
3: we, we you know, and he, you know, we did, but that I if you watch the video, you'll see me. With my face towards the crowd, circle back towards my rig. And what I'm trying to do is get into a place where I can hear myself. Okay, yes. And all of this takes place over the course of one, one thousand, two, one thousand. Yep. This is over. Um, but I realized Dean's not playing the chord in unison. With, so I have no frame of reference from Dean. I looked at my hand. I don't trust my hands in the right place. I need to get back by my rig. And of course, the whole time, this one one thousand, two one thousand. My inner dialogue's going, "Way to go, dude! You <laughs> forgot the cores to sex type thing." <laughs> and if you watch the video, you'll see me circle back by my rig. Yep. By then, I found it. Oh yeah, it was quick. Boom! I lock back in, and I'm right back out. Wrong with the That's one of those moments like that hung with me even that night. I was like. I can't believe I did that. That was the only thing like that. I got. Like, dude, isn't that was awesome? He goes, I was like, yeah, except the first chorus. I'm like, dude, I didn't even notice. Uh, you no, know, and I like, told like, Dean too, I'm like, dude, I missed chord one of chorus one. He was like, did you? I'm like, oh, I, kind of, I fixed it fast. <laughs> <laughs> I like, and he smiled. I, I was like, I fixed it fast, brother. You know, because, yeah, as soon as I got my bearings, and then it was like, okay, now I'm back, the train's back on the track, yep. then I was right back to just running around, throwing I out, sang a bit. Jeff and I sang like two words to each other. Yep, I
2: saw that. that Robert awesome. and I got way down low. Robert's a big cool. tall guy. Yeah.
3: Robert's rocking out. I me. Mean, circle back over to Dean. But from my point of view, the whole thing was just every time I got in proximity to one of those guys, it was re- it was like a, oh, S, really?
2: And I'm like, yeah, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is what
2: I do, homie. <laughs> well, the crazy part for me, too, was every once like, they'd come over and be like, yeah. And I'm looking at them. And I'm like, yeah. But from my perspective, not only am I seeing them go, yeah. I'm seeing fifteen thousand people yeah. also going. Yeah, people are moshing and people are crowd surfing, and I'm watching people losing their minds while they're playing this song, which means so much to me. Oh, we killed it! And yeah, and that was my biggest fear. I talked nuts. about it on the air. I was like, my besides not screwing it up, I wanted to make sure that we performed. So that nobody felt that they were gypped out of sex type thing. Yeah, you yeah, know what I, I mean, I get,
3: totally get that. So, like, sure. it was like,
2: that's why I was like super cognizant of making sure the tempo was right and this. Like, I was really like working that out in my head, like making sure I got all the, even though Eric plays the song way different now. Like, he doesn't even do the ba bot. Like accents. Hey, figure twenty five years right. of messing around. Right. With He's having it. fun yeah. with. It. He rolls right into it, which is fine. But I'm like, I'm gonna do it like the album. I'm gonna you know, even like when we met before we went up on stage, we were talking with Dean. I'm like, hey man, I noticed during the live performances, at the end of your sh- song, at end of the song, you kind of do this like crazy speed up War Pigs ending, like and it kind of just kind of goes crazy. And I'm like, do you want us to do that? He goes, Ah, do whatever you want. You want to do the album ending? Do the album ending. I'm like, well, what do you want? He goes. Whatever you want to do. It was like that, literally. He was like, oh, dude, do, do what you want. And then he I even says... I think they were
3: stoked that you had been studying their cor- current version.
2: Yeah, he it's was. He's like, man,
3: the guy really is on point. Like, like I, I care. Yeah, it was cool, yeah. And then he even goes,
2: how about don't tell me what you're going to do and just do it on stage? <laughs> Surprise me. <laughs> That's fun for us. I'm like, okay. All right. And honestly, in my head, while it was going on, I'm like, I think I'm going to do the speed up thing. And then when we got to it, I was just like, man... I want to end it like the album. I want to get that big pop from the fans. Ah, ah, Because if we speed up, the crowd goes... This is how narcissistic I am at that moment. I I watch the videos, and they go nuts as it's ending, and it just keeps going. But you get that big ending on the cold stop, mm -hmm. then you get the big roar. roar. Yeah, Uh, And I really wanted the big roar. The roar was cool, man. (laughs) Yeah, It was great. So I have a little bit of the audio of the beginning of it, just in case anyone doesn't have time to watch the video. But just to give you an idea of just how much fun this was for us.
1: Hey, we got something a little special for y'all. You guys know Migs? BJ, Glenn?
2: That was the funny part. BJ? So beforehand, the manager goes, how do you want us, how do you want Jeff to introduce you guys? You want it to be Migs and Glenn, Steve Migs and Glenn Cannon, BJ and Migs, KSW? Okay, so I'm like, how about you say Steve and Glenn or Migs and Glenn, uh, and from KSW. That's all you need to do. Well, I think somehow it got lost in translation and all of a sudden BJ was coming up on stage two, course, which I thought was oh, hilarious. Oh, is that what
3: he said? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I he said... I couldn't make it out because of the echo. I said he said Migs, uh, BJ, he Glenn. This is Glenn. That's yeah. what I thought he said. I
2: thought that was hilarious. My name's BJ Glenn. <laughs> BJ BJ's over here, so <laughs> I fight crime now. So and here's a little bit more from that, and here's Jeff. Oh, here <laughs> And also, I thought it was cool that I got a message from Craig Gas because uh, he saw the video and he's like, Holy ass, whatever. And then he goes, Man, I got to be honest, my favorite part was just the crowd reaction when they, you said they said your name. And I was like, uh. Bro, I felt that at that moment. I had goosebumps. Like, that was, I know I'm at a KSW show and I assume that people are going to be down with this. Yeah. But, man, that was, thank you for all the rockaholics that showed us as much love as you did. It, it definitely helped calm my nerves and made the event in the moment. Even more special. I wasn't lying when I said at the end with the stage announcement when we brought up uh, Allison Change, I said this was hands down one of the greatest days of my life, and I'm glad I got to spend it with all of you. And I truly meant that. It was it was a magical day. So here's more from Jim
1: <laughs> Jeff. Play a song with us. We've been talking about doing this for a long time. Cool that. Don't it up, all right?
3: By now I was already getting the, Oh S! Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this
2: guy's all over it. It was right here. When I when I nailed that accent, I think that's when Robert looked at me and goes, F yeah.
1: Uh, uh, uh.
3: was uh, another thing too, those little uh, especially in, it was the ones in chorus too, those one up and one down, that thing. Yeah. I was standing right by Dean and we hit him in unison and he we literally went, dude! <laughs> 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 His head was a foot for mine and we nailed him together in perfect unison. And he just looked at me like, yeah, that it did is. not just happen. That is so awesome, dude.
1: Well, that was me.
2: solo. That was cool. this whole time right now, I'm like, I'm locked in with Robert DeLeo, one of my favorite faces. This is insane. Yeah. It was cool being able to watch the video back, because then you could see all the crazy lights. I couldn't tell what was going on with the lights while we were playing. Oh, it was super cool. Yeah. Yeah, like watching it from the lawn it was badass. Oh, I bet. As the ending was happening, Jeff comes over to me. It's funny how he told you, hey, we're going to count it in. Right at the very last, here I come. He gives me the one left. And I'm looking at him like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. But I thought that was cool that he was, like, looking out for my best interest. Yeah. It was really cool. Because it looked like probably for the fans, like, he was just rocking with me. But he's like, one left. Okay, cool. Here we
1: go. So good.
2: It they started. I did actually. Don't F it up. Oh, hey, they didn't F it up. It's- you plan, everybody. Well, it's funny then. After that, then they we're hugging. So the first person I see, obviously, when I get up the drum rides, was Eric. He's like, Get that off of my drum throne. It's time for the professional to <laughs> no. He gives me a big hug, and then he's like, Okay, you know, work your way out. And I, yeah. I work my way out, see Dean. And then I was just like, Give him a big hug. I'm like, Dude, seriously, thank you for that. And he puts his hand on my shoulder, and he just looks at me and just goes, you crushed the S out of those drums, like with a big smile <laughs> on his face. Like he was like legit stoked. Then I see uh, Jeff, high five or whatever, and then and then Robert grabs me, puts his arm around me, and we're standing in the front, like just like kind yeah, of yeah. looking at the crowd. He was looking for you, but you already walked off. Yep. So we're like, oh, I'm like trying to call you over. i like, that's not gonna happen. And then I think, ah. Glenn's not gonna hear me. People are going nuts. And then I think he was saying, go speak in front of the microphone, but I didn't hear him well. So I'm just like awkwardly for like maybe 10, not even, maybe two seconds, just staring at the microphone. I'm like, should I say something? I'm like, I don't want to say anything. I just want to just look at everybody. Like, and so I just awkwardly held him for another second or two, <laughs> <laughs> High five, gave him a handshake, grabbed Dean one more time, gave him a hug. And as I'm walking up, there's a guy right in the front. And he's like, great job. And high fives me. I'm like, yeah, man. Awesome. Keep walking. Oh, crap, that was Gavin Rosdell from Bush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown.
3: <laughs> oh, man. No, that was uh, when we got done. If you watch, I bear hug the shit out. Oh, oh I said the yeah, look at that.
0: <laughs> Someone's excited.
3: Bear hug, Dean. Yeah. Big bear hug. And then I waved to the crowd. And my, yeah. my brain is like, okay, they've got two more songs. This is all on a stopwatch. They only have X amount of time. Right. There's another band after them. Gotta go. So I hugged Dean, waved to the crowd, got off their damn stage. Yep. That's literally what I was thinking was hug Dean, get off stage. I waved yep. to the other guys. But coming off stage, I walked right into Gavin Rossdale. Yeah, And he's like, dude, that was awesome. I'm like, man, Thanks, brother. Shook his hand. I'm like, I'm Glenn. He's like, dude, I'm Gavin. I'm like, this is my wife, Tawny. Tawny's so like, hi. I'm like, man, great to meet you. He's like, you too. That was rad. I'm like, thanks, bro. That's awesome. Eh, eh, thanks, Gavin. You know.
2: I just love that he was standing side stage just watching Stone Temple Pilots.
3: He was up there with... Uh, Dean's wife yep. watching their entire set actually. Yeah. He was yeah. like
2: boogieing down while they played. It was cool even seeing like Ian Asbury from the cult yep. popped in first. It took me a second. I didn't realize how short he was. Oh really? Not that he's super short, but, but Billy Duffy was milling around back there too. Yep. And yeah. then uh, a couple of the ladies from the band Bones also mm-hmm. were hanging out. At first I was like, I didn't understand what was I'm like, why are they wearing these strange outfits? And I thought, like, Oh yes, that that was They're Bones. a band. <laughs> yes. They're a band. <laughs> yeah, they were, that was like their, their <laughs> outfits for when they perform. It's like this kind of crazy jumpsuit yep. almost like they're little astronauts or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, that was nuts. And then just after that, obviously, just the cavalcade of coworkers losing their minds when, when your big boss, who's there, comes running over to you like fanboying at you with his cell phone out, going, "I got video! I got video of you doing this!" <laughs> brought such like <laughs> warmed my soul yeah. because that was kind of cool. And just seeing everybody and just the, the amount of love every, all the listeners gave—that was it was awesome, dude. It was freaking amazing. Uh, and, and like you said, I mean. I wish we could have done that again, again, and yeah, again, yeah. and again, and again, and again. I would have gotten it right the second night.
3: Actually, you I just, nailed it. You other did than, great. Oh no, no, no! Jeez, no, no. I nailed it, but it's it's funny. Like every time <laughs> I hear it, I can hear that. First chord of thing chorus of, uh, one. Yeah. yeah. It's like, mm, and then, uh, honestly, you. I think the front of the house guy went, oh, and dumped my guitar down low. Yeah. And you just hear Dean doing the thing. And then, if you notice, the rest of the song, Dean just plays the chorus chords with me. Yeah. I think that was a parachute move. Ah. You know? like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You know, I might have to cover this, but but yeah, it was a one chord. Oh, what? And as soon as I could hear myself again, I'm like, <laughs> ah. Yeah. There it. you go. That's funny. You know, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, even listening to it to me, even listening to it, I'm like, oh, there it was. Oh, there
1: it went. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but other than that, that was a, a total riot. Yeah. Oh, and honestly, it's not like I'm down on myself about it. I'm, no, you I'm, should I'm not, right? But I remember that moment, and literally, this, we're talking 1,000, 2,000, it was passed. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> you just missed the first quarter chorus one, buddy. And because you can't hear your guitar, you don't really know what's going on
2: There, <laughs> <laughs> You'll love this then. So we talk about this on Monday morning, and I talked about how like it was very important to me to make sure I delivered the song drum-wise well enough for the fans because yeah. I'm a fan as well and I last thing I would want if I'm a fan have you know these two random guys show up and take away from my favorite Stone Temple pilot song like I wanted to make sure I delivered on my end of the bargain and so I was very cognizant about the tempo and so I'm talking about that I was like I didn't want to really speed up someone texted into the show and of course Steve yes you were speeding and I was like Oh, for God's right. sake. So here's, I'm sorry about your jealousy, pal. I almost wrote back. I'm like, well, tell me how you did when you performed with Stone Temple Pilots. You like, I'm should not- have. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm not- and I, I was uh, like, no sass. There's I didn't always won. Get- There's always. But the funny one. part was, I was like, no, I know I did it right. I listened you to it, speeding. and it was fine. You weren't but speeding here's the at all. funny part. I went back, of course, because I'm just an insecure idiot like this when it comes to drumming. Yeah. Because it's like, that's the one thing as a drummer, you don't want to be the guy that's a mess on the tempos. So I pull out my metronome and watch the video, and I'm doing it. And it, like, almost 100% locked in for the entire song at 137 beats per minute. Jeez. The, I know this is nerdy. <laughs> oh, I'm the, following you. I'm the album it. version... Was set at one thirty four beats per minute. Dude. I, I intentionally wanted to go about one thirty five, one thirty six. So wouldn't drag, right? Absolutely. Whenever you do it live, you should go a little bit faster than the recording, in my opinion, because it's energy. Couldn't Stevie agree were more. Speeding. Couldn't agree more. But that's like barely noticeable. I'm talking about like maybe a half. Two, a, two BPM per minute is nothing. That's right. nothing. Right. Yeah. So then I go. I'm like, out of curiosity, let me pull up Stone Temple Pilots doing the yeah, song. Where's Eric play it? One forty five. Oh, jeez. Which is... Cranks through it. 11 beats per minute faster than the recording. So I was like, hey, dumbass. (laughs) I wanted to say, but I was like, I'm not going to argue with someone. Actually, I played it slower than Eric. I played it slower than Eric, faster than the recording, but slower than they usually how they do it live. So I feel like I found the perfect happy medium for for where it should be. Boom. Suck it. (laughs) Suck it. I wondered. I was super uh, proud when I went back and watched, because I set the beat, like the, the tempo, and then hit start. And just watched it, and there was only a couple moments where it wavered, like during the ba da da da, which is about oh, to I thought happen. It felt steady as a rock. But man, man, like, honestly, like, I mean, it was like, my gosh, I felt like Oh, You crushed it. You were great. Steve. I, I, yeah. I felt great about I felt great yeah. about it. That guy's text didn't get me. It actually made me laugh, Wait. but it made me want to find out if he yeah. was right, yeah. and he was wrong. <laughs> Bitch. So
3: there it is, yeah. <laughs> well, and
2: man, you know, you posted about it, I posted
3: about it. Last time I looked at the one video, was it like 4,000? Yeah. Um, I know I had one shank. I, I own it. I had a shank. Um, Who cares? I was waiting. Because, you know, there yeah. was this post, that post, this yep. post, that post. And I'm like, man, there's going to be a sniper, especially with the shares. Because yeah. the shares aren't people that are necessarily your friends that are seeing it now. And now angry drummers. There was going to be
2: one sniper. Like that one drummer that hates
3: Bruiser Brody because we yeah. get a free publicity stuff.
1: Right, yeah, right, right.
3: Yeah. None. And I was very pleased to find, and of course I'm jinxing myself now, but <laughs> not a single. Uh dude, what happened to course one? Not a single you couldn't hear your guitar anyway. Not a single sniper. Dude, if it happened so far,
2: blame it on Dean, and it made
3: it made it not be so like, dude, that was that Dean. was Dean,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Dean would be like, that was me. <laughs> no, nah, but dude, not it's... really.
3: I fully expected someone to take a pot shot, and no one has, which has been really nice. Same here on my end. So you've got that one guy, like hey, Steve, you were speeding,
2: and, and oh man, it just cracked it's me like, up. Man, it's like no why matter, going to
3: be like that. I don't get it. You know, your wife said the same thing when I was railing her, bro.
1: Whoa,
3: <laughs> jeez, I was just gonna go down to tell me about the time you played with Stone Temple. Pilot's
2: dick. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, your
2: three-year-old kid is in the trunk of my car. But thanks for the comments, bro. Dude, there was this guy on my Facebook. I fe- I, last night, actually, this morning, I woke up and I just de- I deleted him from my Facebook. Uh, I no, unfriended no. him and I blocked him because I was what like, was I it? don't... so it's just like I don't even know who this guy is. I think he's just mutual friends with all of us. Like at some point, like oh, you know, he's yeah. because he's a musician from somewhere. I don't even remember his name to be honest with you. But when I posted something about Alice in Chains. He made it a point to comment, oh, it's not really Alice in Chains without Lane. Oh, for God. Oh, so God, yeah. I wrote it back. I'm like, hey, man, I, I completely disagree. I hate that. And I, I didn't hate argue. That. I was like, I'm not going to argue. I completely disagree, but I have a question for you. Do you feel that ACDC is ACDC with Brian Johnson? Or did they just stop being ACDC when Bon Scott died? Yeah. And all he wrote back was, I know my opinion's not popular, but it's my opinion. And I'm like, answer my question, man. I just want to know uh-huh. how how much of a hypocrite did, did, you did are. Did Van Halen stop being Van Halen when they got Sammy Hagar? Right. And and had a string of of singles. Or did Metallica stop being Metallica when they got Jason Newstead? Yeah. I mean, that, it, it doesn't. Or, or Kirk
3: Hammett when they got rid of uh, right. Dave Mustaine. Right. Right. You know? So
2: even like even if you want to even throw a Mike Starr as well, and you want to be like, well, Lane and Mike Starr, I'm like, is Metallica still Metallica? Because they are. Like, who are you to be that guy?
3: I, and, I hate. And there are these little sects of Alice fans out there like, well, it's not Alice without Lane." And I hate that.
2: Oh, it drives me nuts.
3: Because I've met those guys. They're really nice people. They wanted to carry on. They were really concerned about Lane's memory and what they were doing. They gave a great tribute to him and Mike during uh, during their set at uh, at Pain in the Grass. The new albums are incredible. Willie's fantastic. The band's better than ever. What's the effing problem? I mean, look. If you don't like it, stop buying it. Don't listen to the new stuff. And dude. just listen to their old stuff and be happy. Honestly, you know what, man? All I listen to is the new stuff. Uh, dude, because I spent way. decades with the old stuff. It's not that the old stuff isn't killer. Rainier Fog is a great record. I don't. Ha-
2: I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Oh, I got a CD. I'll give you mine. Oh, that'd be tight. Yeah. 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 Castle gave me one and I... Listen to everything on streaming, and I bought the vinyl. So I'll give you the CD. Dude, yeah. thanks, yeah. Score. Yeah. I just yeah. got the new Alice record. Yeah, it's no, so a, good. I'm a huge fan. I, I want to hear your opinion of Drone. I, I'm gonna
1: pull
3: the, a drone. the new records are are killer, and they're what I listen to, man. I've been listening to Dirk for 20 years. And just a quick, aside... I love the Devil Put Dinosaurs Here. I love you know Black Fades Into Blue.
2: I love these records. They're uh, killer. I, I will put at the end of this podcast my full interview unedited uh, with the guys in Alice and Change that we oh, did for the yeah. for the album release that I interviewed them for, and we even played a shortened version on. BJ and Migs but at the end of this podcast I'll throw the entire Alice in Chains interview up there so that people could enjoy it and check it out but I want you to hear this one song just this one's called Drone and this is my favorite off of the new record so far it changes every day (laughs) and then I'll get back to why I that wasn't why I unfriended him oh that was just step one Just want to get to the chorus Oh wow! Just wait till you hear the chorus, bro.
1: That's Sean
2: Kenny. I hate you. You're so good.
1: (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, right? Goosebumps.
2: Right? Yeah. yeah, dude, it's, every song on the record is fantastic. Sounds so, great. Stuff like that, it's
3: just like the, yeah, it's not Alice, not that, like, that sounds dude, like Alice in Chains to me. Their friend and their singer died. They took a lot of time away. It wasn't like the next year they came out with a new singer. Right, they didn't do a contest, um, like a
2: reality show.
3: You know, Uh, their friend and their singer died. Uh, Jerry went and did a couple records Um, that are great as well. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do what they do as a band together. What is Why, do, why are people so stupid that they would want to Thank keep you. these people Thank from you. doing what makes them
2: happy? And this also applies to the you know, people what that the say hell. If you're a Jeff Boots, not guys, the lead singer of uh, uh, Stone yeah, Temple same, same thing, yeah, right? Right?
3: If you're a fan of these guys, why don't you support them? Mm-hmm. Why don't you support them, dude? Happy you know, it's bad doing enough what they love that their to first do. singer died. Now they're not allowed to do what they love to do, which, by the way, they're a killer at. And then, like, I just it, hate I hate that. I hate to use the word hate, but I hate that attitude. Those people are retards,
2: man. And, and the Stone Temple of one even makes me extra angry because they watched two of their lead singers die. Mm-hmm. Like That's that's hard, man. And the fact that they still want to put their best foot forward and they got a great guy. And Jeff Cook could not be a nicer dude. And he kills it up on stage, in my opinion. He is fantastic as their front man. I know some people think it's eerie because he has the mannerisms of Scott. He, he really does, does he do does, the does, Scott yeah. thing.
3: But I have to wonder... I have to wonder if that's just him wanting to do the Scott thing. I like, think he's just influenced by
2: Scott. Move
3: for move, clothing, everything. He's doing the Scott thing. <laughs> or if perhaps it was one of those, this is what we want to do. But what what is really important to me? Because people have mentioned that to me like, wow, it's almost eerie. It's a little creepy. It's a little this, a little that. I'm like, man. Those guys are happy. Yeah. And they're really nice guys. And and they're, good. and they're happy. And the guy's good. And that's all that matters. And the new record's great. And well, the fans are loving it. And the band is great. And they're happy. And you I what, think it's
2: awesome. What makes you know? me think that, that it's not an intentional thing, and the only reason why I bring this up, because I think it's fascinating, as we know, Dead and Bloated, the iconic beginning of that song is Scott Weiland on the megaphone. Right. And Scott was kind of known for being a guy that would work, even on sex type thing, if you see them do it live back in the day, he would do the Here I Come, Here I Come at the end. Oh, he did a bunch a of megaphone. that in
3: Velvet Revolver, too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Scott
2: Weiland was known for using a megaphone a lot in, in the music of Stone Temple Pilots, Velvet Revolver. Jeff Goot intentionally does not use the megaphone out of respect to Scott Weiland. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. So when you see them do it yeah. live, I know some people, of course, damn if you do or you don't. I see people on I, YouTube. you just oh, said, damn, <laughs> damn if you do, uh, yeah. damn if you don't. Right. They're like, you why doesn't I mean? he use the megaphone for beginning of his Dead and Bloated? It's not nearly as good. It's like, because he's trying to be honorable and respectful to Scott Weiland's legacy, and he can't get, nobody's. Happy with anything? Yeah, anymore. there's nothing you can do, and and that's and that's why I'm seeing it because I've had a couple people say,
3: "Oh, what are your thoughts on?" And I'm like, "Dude, the band's happy and they're killing it." Yeah, you know, he's a nice guy. They sound great. That's all that matters. Yeah, the fans are loving it. The band's loving it.
2: I'm not sure I see a problem. I, I no. <laughs> you know, and so to go back to why I unfriended this guy, so because oh, yeah. yeah, 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 then yeah. I'm like, I don't even know who the f this guy is. Why are you spewing negativity on my Facebook page? Like, I don't even know you by some weird thing. I made the mistake of accepting your friendship when you requested my friendship because you are mutual friends with a lot of people in the music community. Mm -hmm. So then I posted, uh, I I shared the Bruiser Brody, because we haven't even talked about Bruiser Brody yet, but I shared the Bruiser Brody (laughs) performance of Everyone's Dead on my page and a lot of great comments. One of my buddies a lot of my buddies from college from direct message, dude, your band is amazing. One guy's like, it kind of gives off a, a Godsmack vibe that song. I hope that's not insulting. They're one of my favorite bands, so I don't mean it as an insult. I'm like, no, comparing us to Godsmack is not a bad thing it's not whatsoever. A bad thing, yeah. And I can understand how Everyone's Dead kind of has that tribal vibe that uh, mm-hmm. you know during the, the
1: verses. I like, totally, yeah, it's yeah, one of those yeah. things
3: too. I've found over the years that like I've gotten this from, and it's always so random. But if it, if you follow it with this question, it always makes sense. Um, people be like, man, you guys really remind me of Queensryche. and I'm mm-hmm. like, really? Yeah, huh? I've never heard that before. Who's your favorite band, Queensryche. Okay, and that's what it <laughs> always is. So when someone says, dude, you guys remind me of Godsmack, it's because I th- like Godsmack. And then he says, Godsmack's my favorite band. Yep. you will like, f- dude, it might be a man. You guys actually really remind me of Blind Melon. Really? Yeah. Wh- who's your favorite band, Blind, Blind Melon. Melon? I so, love that, yeah, that, buddy, that. That happens. I love
2: that B Girl. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it, it happens all the time in that. People are just drawing an association to something else that they love. We like to make
2: comparisons. So it's the ultimate, ultimate compliment. And I took it as that. So so a lot of people write nice stuff, and then this one guy goes, i like everyone in the band, and I won't say who, because I'm not going to create drama, but, and it wasn't you or I, i like everyone in the band except for this one member of (laughs) the band. Immediately I was like, oh God. (laughs) And I was just like, and and obviously at some point, he must have, something must have happened between him and a member of our band. Because it made no sense. And then people were like, obviously, going to the bat for that member of the band. And I'm just like, you know, I don't need this crap on my page. I don't even know you. So now you're bringing your own personal drama into a fun video. And I'm at this point now where I'm like, you know what? From now on, if I don't like what you say on my page. Nuke em. I'm deleting you. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, that's what
0: I've been doing. And it's been like somebody tried to give me sass for having a, uh, uh, a campfire uh-huh. uh, like my fi- in my fire
2: pit. Oh, shut okay. the F up! And it was
0: just, and it's like, you <laughs> have, well, it was like in the X amount of years that I've been your friend on Facebook, you've never posted anything. Right. Until this little snark comment that yeah. got shot down at me, he's like, "You are nothing on
2: my page." Delete, block, unfollow. Yeah, right. blam. Yeah, just, I don't just, even want you to be able to find my page. Yeah, yeah. just just
3: take them out, dude. But Bye. I usually give, yeah, it's a two strike policy because I'm like, there's no inflection in text. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if I read something and I'm like, was that? Yeah. How was, am I taking it? Was that it snarky then... or not? But if there's a second one with doubt, Smoke, and I fire. might be, I might even be wrong twice. But if there's a second one with doubt. Let me help you Mm -hmm. by eliminating the source of the trouble, which is me. So I'm just going to fix it so you never see me
2: again. That's funny. This guy, I didn't even know who he existed until he popped on the first time, popped on the second time, two strikes. I'm not waiting for that third strike. I don't care. And I'm not letting that thread continue because – Everybody in my band is my brother. I will go to bat for everyone in my band. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love everybody in my band. And I'm not getting into an argument on Facebook with you about this because I don't know you. Nothing good's coming of it. You're just done to me. And my friend Carlina, she posted this on her Facebook. And I was like, man, today was the perfect day for me to read this. And it was just a meme of someone else, or a screenshot of someone else's tweet that she put on her uh, Facebook page. It just says, people are allowed to delete you off of Facebook, delete your number, and just stop hanging with you. They don't owe you an explanation. If they don't like your energy anymore, you're toxic to them now, or you're affecting their mental health, they're allowed to cut you off, period. And I was like, I can't I can't say that better than I had, I had to do that. Word him with,
0: up. Yeah, I had to do that with a guy who I've known for, at this point, 12 years, and it was, I think it was last year, and it was just... Like I tried to help him, and he was just constantly toxic, and everything was negative all the time. Yep. and I was just like, I, I tried, and I understand that you've got problems going on, and I get why. And I've tried to be there for you, but every time you just come back at me negatively, I'm like, All right, I'm I'm done, oh, dude. How do you deal with it?
3: Did a big purge. This would have been several months ago, and it was the same. This was an individual, actually. I've got probably a two-decade-long history with honestly always in one way or another end up backstabbing me or talking smack on me and it would always get back to me and i'd always take the high road and just say that person's very insecure and a little mm-hmm. messed up and i let it roll off my back it's my choice to be this individual's friend mm-hmm. and then at some point this person really attacked the hell out of me on messenger and i'm trying to be so sweet and loving and understanding and they just went berserk and i'm like same thing with me yeah exactly Two decades in done I'm cool done delete unfriend follow just wham
2: it's two decades you know? too long
1: yeah.
3: Yeah, it, yeah it is it was 19 years too much man but it's the same thing just and you know what
2: life's been better right I shouldn't have to like <laughs> I even sort of like do I need to like worry about putting a fun post on my page because no, this no. idiot is gonna say something negative no right. yeah I don't know if you know Help this them. Help that, them do out. you know that person no I don't okay I didn't know if he was like part of your circle as well but no. maybe do you know that person that's the person oh, who no. I, I no, no. I, yeah, is I that even know. his real name I don't know but yeah ass F yeah, I think that's his name let's ask our listeners if that's yeah. his real yes, name look him up on Facebook his name is ass F <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bruiser Brody yeah. was the uh, blast. Bruiser Brody was killing. Yeah. Opened it up and uh, was the sounding call to get everyone and get their asses down to the stage.
2: We knew that we were uh, playing uh, <laughs> two steps backwards because of the gate time being one o'clock, us going on stage at 1.30. It's impossible to get everybody that's waiting in line. That's the
3: way it always, man. Yeah. Always. Same with when Window pane did it. It's just one of those things. Where, I mean, we're lucky to be getting added to the front of such a big show. Of course. But, um, you know, you always get the dude, I can hear you from line. I just couldn't get in. And, that's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and literally, it was a throw and go. Setup
2: mm-hmm.
3: where we didn't even get much of a check. But for
2: a second, I thought I was gonna have a drum riser. I even set up on a drum riser. I'm like, man, I'm at the adult well, then kids then table. They struck your riser. adult table, and then they finally come up, be like, uh, we're gonna have to take your drums off that riser. I'm like, why <laughs> do you have to give it to another band? They're like, no, uh, we didn't think about Alice and Chains' light setup. It's too. It takes up too much space, and the drum riser is too wide to get through. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't like they were trying to, like, they didn't try to. No, you couldn't have got him on stage. Right. <laughs> when I saw the corridors after the,
3: like, because it was like, yeah, we got to get the drums of the riser. I'm like, that figures. Yeah. And then I started trying to get my rig through, and I'm like,
2: oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. They can't get him on. They would have to airlift him onto stage. <laughs> they would have to put, my, yeah, have to put it <laughs> sideways oh, to geez. be able to get through. There was no chance of getting a drum riser through, and I yeah. was like, oh, well, no big deal. And All actually, fine. it wasn't. Honestly, for me, because of my knee I was worried about getting up and down off of that riser. And I even practiced once and I was like, "Ugh, that didn't feel good. Cause it's a big, it's like, you know, oh man, just probably think, three
0: feet up. Yeah. It's yeah. about three
2: feet up. So like you really have to kind of lean into it. And I didn't know which leg to lean onto because oh, they, yeah. so I was like nervous about that. So honestly it made my life a lot easier I was like, maybe I'm going to have to have Travis carry me up and off of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Stone you, Temple man.
2: Pilots, my, I was more, n- when people were like, are you nervous? In my head, I was like, no, I'm just nervous about the drum riser because I'm going to have to be quick. Yeah. Thank God they had a second riser. So they had one riser uh, and then the drum riser. Step. Steps. <laughs> because they had a spot for you to be a rock star and stand next to the drummer. Yeah, right. Uh, right. That was awesome because then it was just like walking up steps. But the problem that happened, that screwed up my knee right before I performed oh, with God. them is that Eric sits a lot lower than I sit on his drum throne, and I didn't think about that. So when I sat down, down and- I kept going when I thought my... You know, like when you'd step... Oh, to, yeah. you know And it's like, whoa! And then all of a sudden, like my knee can't bend a certain far back. And all of a sudden, it's like, yee! And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> not, not enough to hurt it, but enough to be like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah it got your attention. Yeah. surprise. <laughs> but, man, it was fun because as we started our set, you know, it was a, a smattering of people, but... <laughs> All of a sudden, like halfway through our set, I was like, "Wow, this is way more respectable than I thought." As far it was as the filling number. up, people yeah. really people went people out there. trying their to mind. get in there. It was good. I saw a lot of Brody T-shirts. A, I ton. Those. a ton of them. It was. It was
3: obvious that there were people that. Tried to be first in line so they could get in there to catch our set. I think because as the amphitheater filled up, you saw more and more Bruiser Brody t shirts in the crowd. And I was like, ah, man, that was cool. That's really cool.
2: And I think if I'm, uh, I think his name's Adam, and I'm sorry if I screw it up, uh, but he intentionally bought whatever, like the Lucky Eagle VIP thing, so that he had early entrance. And he, I saw it on Facebook, he's like, the reason why I did it. Was to make sure he could get in in time to <laughs> see us play, which was super, oh, that's super flattering. So cool, yeah, yeah dude. And a lot of people went and bought our shirts. I too, I, I had a few people come up and like, "I got your shirt," "I got your shirt." I'm like, "Wow, oh, awesome!" God bless Kathy Cooper for making that happen. Yeah, she yeah, was a rock star a as always. Yeah, um, and it was just cool, man. At one point, I looked down into the crowd because you could make eye contact with almost everyone in the pit at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I saw everybody from our radio station standing out there, and that yeah, doesn't that's happen. True, dude, man. There was
0: no way we were gonna miss
2: that. that never happened. that's
0: very true, actually. Typically, yeah.
2: people are backstage milling about, either just hanging out drinking, or doing work stuff, or preparing. Everybody from our morning show, I saw them. Seeing BJ rock out, truly did bring so much joy to my heart, as much as I like to give BJ a hard time, and vice versa. <laughs> that meant the world to me. Yeah. I could see, like, he was singing along. Like, that was cool. I'm like, damn. And like then seeing all the men's room guys, and seeing Thrill just ro- kind of rocking out, and having his moment. Seeing our bosses, and Ryan Castle. And actually, at one point, then I looked down, and just saw the, the I don't know, just the the true size of the amphitheater. Yeah, the seats and
3: the, uh, the lawn, lawn
2: are starting to get you know groups full. of
3: people as well. Yeah.
2: And you realize sort of where you are. Like, I got a little teary-eyed. I'm like, don't cry. Don't cry. You can't cry while you're rocking out. There's no crying in no, rock and roll. There is no crying in rock and roll unless you're in Panic at the Disco or something. <laughs> That's so not rock. Then I quickly got over that, and it was cool.
0: <laughs> it was it was fun to see you guys. I mean, I've seen you uh, a couple of times at different venues like Jazz Bones, Louis mm-hmm. G's, and like the local venues, but seeing on that big stage... It was it was so cool, and it sounded so good. Oh, well, yeah. we locked out Paul uh,
3: Hudson. Yeah, yeah, Paul Hudson, man, from Gorilla Audio. So Paul's and the guy hippie, that we hippie was our monitor engineer. He's super talented. He was He's like Paul
2: second. The whole White yeah. River crew that we dealt with. Like I was nervous that we were going to be treated like the little step, you know, like the yeah. little redheaded stepchild. Mm-hmm. Everybody treated us like we were just my, like slightly below Stone Double Pilots. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like they treated us like gold, man. It was That's really cool. cool. But the best part was. Paul, we hire Paul to do sound for us at most yeah. Bruiser Brody shows because he's a rock star yeah. and he's incredible. He does windowpane as well. And then we found out, you know, we couldn't bring anyone because we're the opening, opening, opening band. Like yeah. you, you can't bring your lighting guy. You can't bring your sound guy. You get Wh- whatever window they pain give
3: brought you. Paul when we played.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we you guys. Did <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were did. told you get who you get. Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden popping out of nowhere is Paul. He's like, hey, guys, I'm doing sound for you. I'm like,
1: wait.
3: Had I not told you? Uh, maybe you did. Because I found out like four or five days earlier, he was like, hey, man, sorry I couldn't make the Jazz Bones show. I'm like, oh, no worries, Paul. Totally not a problem. And he's like, yeah, as it turns out, I'm going to be mixing all the openers at uh, White River, though. So I'll see you maybe Saturday. Maybe you
2: did. And I remember thinking.
3: And I was like, no. I, they, they immediately, I was like, oh, we're
2: going to sound good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys sounded so good. Yeah, right? like, when, yeah. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better scenario. No, like, no, that's our all. sound guy. And just by chance, he's doing sound for us at Pain in the Grass. So it was perfect. Yeah. Everything about it was great. Everything that could go right went right. Uh, Oddly enough. Uh, it was your, like the reverse perfect Murphy's day. Law. Yeah, your uh, perfect day. Yeah. It was cool. It was really cool, man. Yeah. So thanks, everyone. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> no doubt. That was cool, thanks, man. Thanks, everyone. So why don't we do uh, some voicemails and text messages? Sure. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't done one of those in a while.
1: Playin', playin messages. Huh. Mixes, messages. Mixed, messages. Hi, yes.
2: yes. We have a few that are probably like over a week old, so just like how happens. Many, you know. How many months old? I don't know.
4: Hey, guys, it's Justin and Hannah. Say hi, Hannah. She's so excited for me to share in <laughs> well, the store. the guys were like, hey.
2: I know, wait a second. <laughs> now she, been, she won't even say hi. Yeah. <laughs> Let her out of the basement. Come on, Justin
4: story, but it relates to Glenn. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, too, once had torsion testicles. Oh. It was absolutely one of the worst days of my life. Ooh, part of the neck club. I won't get into details how it happened. Let's just say I woke up the next morning and was extremely uncomfortable. I wasn't unhappy. Oh! Sorry, Hannah just shot me with a nerf gun in the penis. Um.
3: Apparently they're Anyways, having sex. Uh, what is going on in their household? Oh, she's she nerfing his penis, dude. But she's shooting his dong. Yeah, let's. Well, mm-hmm. You know, who are we to question the fetishes of others? Yeah, right. Love and
4: marriage <laughs> go together like
2: nipple ner-
3: clams in a battery. You woke up
4: the next morning from a night of fun with the lovely bride. Didn't say that she's not going to listen to this anyway. But um, <laughs> felt uncomfortable. Uh. Drove to work at six o'clock that morning uh got to work, felt even more uncomfortable, worked for about an hour, and it got worse and then I started puking, and it was terrible oh. and It was just like when you vomit it tugs on feeling your around ears. nothing wow. felt too out of normal. you know I mean, I don't typically check them every day all day long, but it was bad. And it got to the point where I was just like. Oh no! I I need to figure out what's going on. Unfortunately for me, Uh-oh. my mom works at a urologist. Oh no! For you guys that don't know, it's a, I call it. Sorry if you got to edit that, okay. but my mom works at. Of- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I called my mom, told her what was His going mom's on. A urologist? She put me on the phone with so. her right. doctor or one of the doctors.
2: What's her number? And I, <laughs> I got was this brought sword. there. I think it's 1 800 in an- Dong Doctor. <laughs> emergency. So I
4: immediately dropped, jumped in the Miata, drove there This years ago. First Miata. But um and I'm sitting in the office, they check me in, and they start looking around and they tell me I have a torsion. Man. And basically it's just all the tubes and veins and everything That's is right. twisted. Ah. Like when you wind up a swing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ah. And they've got to untwist them. That's right. My mother Is a receptionist at this office and wants to sit in on the procedure.
3: No! How'd you hurt your ball, son? Go away, mom!
4: I'm not lying. My own mother watched me get my nuts fondled by another man. (laughs) It was.
0: Well, (laughs) I mean, it's a little more medical than that, Justin. (laughs)
4: I'm visibly aroused. My mother. Watch me get my nuts fondled by another man. Is
3: there a you porn channel for that? <laughs> Probably. <Please. laughs>
4: Send us the link. <laughs> Fetish for everything, oh, guys. <laughs> Granted, he saved my nuts, and I'm really appreciative. <laughs> but it was still the most awkward thing in the world. And I'm not going to lie. I'd still call mom.
2: Still call mom? Uh, oh, he hit the three minute limit. Oh, oh I think yeah. I think on Google Voice after three yeah. minutes they're just like, yeah, you're done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just the, so uh, nobody fills up their uh, stuff with I, just nothing.
3: I'll, I'll keep it keep it super short. But yeah, testicular torsion is all the po- <laughs> all the tubes and the piping and stuff that go down and connect to your your ball. <laughs> what I learned. Is that they work like gears? They rotate uh, 180 degrees either way, but no further. Right? I, yeah. I, we're it's an audio show. It's so they, they they work like two gears. One rotates right, one rotates left. Okay. And only so far. That's the way your 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 balls work. Tune in Tokyo. Well,
2: learn something new. Testicular yeah, right. torsion,
3: like when I almost ripped mine off in the tube of the motorcycle. What uh-huh. it did was it stretched all those tubes and veins when it tried to pull my
2: ball off. Which is going to be the name of the Bruiser Brody record. Just and now, to, you know, torsion. yeah,
3: that's right. Mm-mm-mm. Now I've got what I call a rebellious ball. So I have a ball that'll just wind up too far, and what Re-ballious. happens- It's a rebellious, yeah. <laughs> when it winds up too far, it cuts off all the blood flow, and all the stuff is supposed to get to the ball. Oh, and it feels like someone's digging in there with a dull spoon. What the- oh, that's what I had doing. had this my whole life. It would come and go.
2: Mm. The day, C-O-M-E. I,
3: the, right, yeah, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, though, sometimes if you do, uh, ah, okay, if, if Jimmy cracks corn, um, it, it it untorses, it untorses. <laughs> I so I care, I don't care. Uh there was a day that it was really, and I was used to it. It would come and go. I wonder where my ball aches. I didn't know. This is the day I learned what a suture was. I will. I promise oh, to keep yeah. it short. Okay. I had never heard the term suture before. Uh-huh. I knew what stitches were. I'm loaded with them. I'm nothing but scar tissue and sinew. <laughs> right? Yeah. But. One day I was at work, and man, my ball hurt. I mean, it hurt so bad, as Justin described, I thought I was going to get physically ill. Because it feels like someone's digging in there with a spoon. Um, like one of those weird, rumpy-looking spoons from the first Matrix film. Like a bad spoon, <laughs> and they're, they're digging in there. And I had a, a female boss, her name was Jamie henkin uh, yeah, what? yeah, Henkin Siefkin, hell of a guitar player. Let me see actually. your balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and it got so bad. Time to look at the testicles. I went in and I yeah. was, I was like, "Hey Jamie, listen, uh, I need to go to a doctor." And she's like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "Well, my my left ball hurts." And before I could finish, she's like, "Just go, just go." Yeah, just I don't need to vent can see that. Uh, so, it, lots of pain, lots of discomfort. It's the worst it's ever been. I get in there, the doctor, and he's like, oh, "You know, this is odd on a younger man." You know, and I'm like, what's odd? And he's like, well, you have testicular torsion. And he explained. You have the balls of a 90 year old man. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> well, what I, yeah, gravity pulls on them. But what I did was a preemptive and inadvertent stretching of my left ball. And that's oh. why I have a rebellious ball, because I tried to rip it off on the gas tank of a motorcycle. Dude. And he explained that it's getting wound up like you'd wind up a kid in a swing and then it spins to cut them oh, loose. Okay. And none of the blood and stuff gets to the ball. And that's oh, why this. it hurts it's like the, the black death. It's just terrible. Yep. And I said, OK, well, what do we do? And he said, well, we can do two things. What we can do is we can open up the scrotum and put in a suture. (laughs) 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 So, he says we can open up the scrotum and put in a suture. What? And I sat there and did like the slow cartoon blink. And then I said... Hard pass. What's a suture? Oh, (laughs) I would have been like, (laughs) open up. No, I'm good. I didn't know. Dude, uh, what's a suture? You know, is that like a pterodactyl? What the hell is that? What are you going to put in my scrotum, man? And he said, it's like a stitch. And I said, okay, what's option two? <laughs> yeah, what's anything and What about else? crazy glue? Crazy I glue sounds swear like a good to idea. God, I'm not making this up. I will never forget it. I went, all right, what's option two? He said, option two is if your testicle starts to hurt, get down there and twist it. If it hurts more... You're going the wrong way.
1: Oh Jesus!
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I've been doing ever since. <laughs> Maybe once every six week. Where uh, was this? What what stick was this doctor located in, sir? <laughs> oh, dude, uh, it was the walk-in clinic. Uh, right off of California <laughs> Avenue, probably a polyclinic right below the Safeway Shopping Plaza. Okay, uh, was it right West Virginia, there, California, and Alaska? Okay. Oh, was you, a- if
2: you see Glenn adjusting himself on stage, that's because he's just unraveling his balls. Yeah, just
3: got to untwist my ball before oh, something bad happens. Jesus. You Don't want that thing turning blue.
1: Yeah, my mother. That, that's what the doctor said. me get said. my nuts fondled by another man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think next Bruiser Brody show we could we should open with that. That'll that'll play through the. Piano.
4: My mother, watch me get my nuts fondled by another man we need
3: a remix of just that part
4: my mother a, a
2: drop of paris
3: me. hilton going that's hot that's hot, that's
4: hot. <laughs>
2: yes that's so hot wait wait hold on a second here we go 2nd Let let's just do this bring this back maybe snort you know i had said there was a, another chapter oh wait wait, wait. oh it's gonna work here we go it's gonna be the remix
4: My mother
1: watched (laughs) me get my nuts
4: fondled by another man. Oh,
1: my God.
0: I've never... That's you insane. Know, knock on, knock on for or whatever this is right here. Knock on my nuts, but uh, I've never <laughs> had ball issues uh, as such. Careful with them.
3: You know, in the movies and the girls are sucking on them and all kinds of crazies. Just leave them be. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Just leave them be. Well, you don't not need risk to risk it. Don't put ropes on them, clamps, toys. You don't need to do Did any you of that. Put,
0: uh, no, I'm not asking that question. I'm not. I don't want to know. <laughs> Too I late. don't want to know the answer. I'm not even looking at you in the my eyes. My mother. Watching me right? get don't, my nuts by I don't man.
3: even want to know any sort of tell well, there's on There's all that. kinds of leather straps. There's all kinds of stuff you can do with them. My advice is this. Don't do don't. anything yeah, just with them. Not. And that goes for piercings, too. You don't need a pop rivet down there. No. 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 Nobody no. needs no. a Where, hoop. Wear a ladder you Wear know? boxer
0: briefs. Don't wear tidy whities
3: I, I just want to say God did fine. You don't need to augment that thing. You don't need to pierce it. You don't need to tattoo. You don't need to oh, pop rivet in it. Man. You don't want to put leather straps or clips or harnesses on that thing. Woof. Just leave them be.
0: <laughs> leave them be. Leave your be. And my girls, you,
3: you can just ignore get... them too, man. Like, you don't <laughs> got to suck on them. Or, that's just in the movies. Just leave them be.
2: Yeah. No. Honestly, it's never been a situation where I'm like, this would be better if you did that. Right. Yeah. Just leave them be. It's, it, it, yeah. I think it's probably right up there with like the women's opinion of the the booby sex. Yeah, like I, that I don't. Like they, they always say, I don't. It does nothing for us. Well, no, I'm thinking about that sly
3: stone thing. Where was like, yeah, I caught all the boys and all that. Uh, I guess some guys are into it. For me, no. those things are so damn like my unit. You can hit it with a ball peen hammer. We're good to go. Like I question
2: your. They're just... so delicate, and so <laughs> fragile. Just leave them be. Well, and also just like. <laughs> They really <laughs> accumulate most of like the stank like, I, I, and, lint. Yeah, yeah, and I, lint. you need to start a fire. I got you covered. I question like your 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 decision making processes as a lady if you go for that.
3: Then, that have you ever had a, a, a girl, hit him like a speed bag? Have you ever had a, a girl tongue
0: your? Whoa! Well, no, you know what? I'm bleeping that. Are you bleeping that? I'm bleeping that. Yeah, that one. was a lovely description. Let me get my nuts. Rosebud? Can man. I say Rosebud? You bod? can just. You are weird now, man. You guys got <laughs> no, all jazzed up. You into? got all jazzed up because of the, the Stone Temple Pilot stuff. You guys have just been going nuts about it for the last hour, <laughs> and now you're just getting into weird sex things. I don't need that, Glenn.
3: I, I'm just. It's nothing I'm into. Don't make that assumption. I don't. I don't need a, a girl's tongue there.
0: Okay. That said, yeah, I had it happen once, and, what? I, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm not into that." But I was into that. Is exactly what I you just say, said. I didn't say no. I was like, "See, huh. yeah, you're into that." I wouldn't request it. Rule thirty-four.
3: You know,
2: <laughs> we got a text message. <laughs> Two, five, three, two, seven, one, four, seven, eight, seven. you comes Steve with the cutaway. Dude, Steve and Glenn, you two were awesome at STP. I wasn't there, but I, but I saw it on the Twitter machine. Oh, okay. I'm sure it was better in person, but nevertheless, pretty awesome to see. So happy for you two. Thank you very much. I like this text, though. I'm always amazed by Glenn's oratory abilities when, coming to telling to sto- when, when it comes to telling stories. He's got a great tongue. After hearing Papa Raj, I can see he was raised around great storytellers. I really enjoyed his retelling of babysitting... Oh, this guy has a, a, a guess on who he thinks the football player was for your Uber story. He says, I enjoy his retelling of babysitting Philip Rivers at the strip club. <laughs> I'm guessing it was Philip based on the clues you left. Now, for those that aren't football fans, yeah, Philip Rivers, Rivers. It wasn't him. I agree with Sorry. that. He is the quarterback for the, the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. Is he still. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Rev's like they haven't
3: thrown him out yet. Maybe he is the guy. <laughs> he's a he's a big angry baby man. And
2: here's his reasons why he thinks it was. Oh, him. I, I can't I do love wait this. to hear this. He says net worth under fifty million dollars, or greater than fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he's married <laughs> with kids. He has eight kids. Whoa! Oh my, stop breeding. The Chargers played in town last weekend. Not as tall as the almighty Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) He must have been older because young players party together and this guy was alone and wanted to party with his Uber driver just to get away from his wife for a couple more hours. (laughs) Did I guess right?
3: Nope, you're not even close. Sorry, brother. I'm I'm really sorry. I would love to tell you that you nailed it, but I'm sorry, brother. I, I swear to you on my soul, not just protecting my, let's call him client. That's not who it was. No, you're right. And don't try I promise
0: to, you. And don't try to hit me up, Caesar,
2: because <laughs> not to, I'm not going to give it away either. <laughs> just whenever Caesar hits you up, just name of Denver Bronco. Oh yeah, that's
3: <laughs> right. I did have a couple, <laughs> uh, a couple close friends who are fans of the show hit me up, and mm-hmm. I told them yeah. who it was. But it's your circle, you know, like hey look, and they yeah. all of them. It's were so not- cool. They're like, I swear to God, I'm not going <laughs> to tell anyone. But my wife, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, not How my story
0: think. to tell. Yeah, so hit up Glenn
2: and he'll deem whether right. or not you're worthy. We won't tell you if it was <laughs> Russell Wilson or not. Oh, my oh. bad. <laughs> just kidding. Not Russell Wilson. I should believe that. All I just I know I'm not the <laughs> How only. How come he
3: can say <laughs> Russell Wilson and I can't say balloon knot? Because you know why? <laughs> because
2: I wasn't talking about ladies tonguing my Russell Wilson. <laughs>
0: That's gotta get up on her
1: dictionary.
3: (laughs) Oh, Oh, Meggs is in a great mood. He got a little Russell Wilson this morning before his coffee.
2: (laughs) My wife is naughty. She went right to Russell Wilson. (laughs) She went knuckle deep on my Russell Wilson. I got a Russell Wilson in front of my mom. (laughs) You know he's number three for a reason. Oh dear. Oh boy. All right. (laughs) I like this one. This is based off of the Pearl Jam show. I know I'm not. The only mixcast listener here at Pearl Jam and hearing Ziggy's lyrics, laughing my ass off. Great oh, show, yeah. just plow me. Yeah, when he when Pearl Jam went into Daughter, I got a lot of uh, tweets, text messages from people going, "Just plow me." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, I know exactly what you're thinking, and I'm thinking it too. No different when they went into Sonic Reducer. Beat Migs. I'm hearing the Beat Migs theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they crushed Sonic Reducer. They had the guys from Mud Honey and Kim Thayil from uh, Soundgarden up there Dude, with that's them. So
3: nice. cool. It was cool.
2: I hadn't even heard about that. I didn't even know that went down. Oh yeah, it was on I think night two cool. when they did it, if I remember correctly. It's pretty awesome.
0: It's weird when you get those bands that that have been around for so long that have that know everybody, and then suddenly someone will just pop up. Yeah. It was well, like, like a little treat.
2: I thought it was funny because night one, all, the only surprise guest they had, it was still awesome, was Brandy Carlisle. And they did a Brandy Carlisle song, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, but night two, they busted out the Mud Honey guys and then Kim Dale from Soundgarden. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a little, pretty cool, man. To play Beat Migs. Beat Migs. <laughs> wouldn't that have been funny? <laughs> that would have been rad.
3: Whoa! <laughs> I'm like, what? You're a loser! <laughs>
2: one of these days, I, if I ever have the balls, I'd love to play it for them. I just don't know how. I feel like Mike would get a chuckle out of it. And I think only Mike would get a chuckle out of it. <laughs> yeah. And it would be more yeah. of a polite chuckle. Well,
3: Windowpane went back in and finished yep. it up, actually. I was pretty, pretty uh, proud of it. You crushed it. Our yeah. version of it was pretty rocky. Well, we had the... We, we cut the song. Might as well. So it was like, dude, what if I just went back in and cut the vocals? I remember telling
2: him, I'm like, dude, you'll be doing, me as a window pane fan and a fan of Sonic Reducer, a giant disservice to myself, if you don't, we cut it back for the lyrics. <laughs> and when you did it, I was like, oh, man, you guys g- gave it a great version and a great vocal take. It was awesome. Yeah, we put mm-hmm. that out there as like a free
3: fan download. I don't even know how many people even got their hands on it. I did. You know, ah, cool. All yeah. right. I thought it yeah. was
2: still... I was get it somewhere.
0: Yeah.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> I still got one more voicemail before we roll on out of here, because uh, I got to get to the knee doctor at some point. Is oh, he gonna God, give you yeah. a suture? Yes, he is. <laughs> he's gonna twist my balls.
0: He, yeah, he's gonna tell you to open anything up. You should probably just say no.
3: Oh, do you have a rebellious ball as well? <laughs> he's gonna give
2: me the Russell Wilson. Yeah, stay away from the balloon nut guys. <laughs> Here's another voicemail. Give me a
3: little of the old uh, R.W. To...
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn delay on this phone. Yeah. Right. Here we go.
4: I wanted to tell you about this friend of mine that. Um, um, and she's an old friend, but every time she sees my boyfriend...
2: Glenn, how does she sound?
3: She sounds hot.
4: She t- <laughs> kisses him like, right on the lips. And I hear her do this with Whoa. other people. She's kind of like the hippie chick. But I still don't think she should be kissing my boyfriend on the lips. No. And she really kisses knows? me on the lips, too, yeah. which maybe makes it better, but it's well, kind of it weird. Does. Yeah,
0: like, the only person I want to kiss on the lips uh, is my wife. My wife and Lulu. There are a few women... I don't kiss the cat on the lips. I kiss the, I kiss the cats on the top of the head.
3: <laughs> ask, you should I ask totally her boyfriend if they he, their
0: balls, man. If he does the that.
3: frozen Easter <laughs> Island head thing. There are a few women in my life that insist on kissing me on the lips. Yep. And they normally grab you by your head. And when they do that, my entire body goes stiff. So yeah. my, my body language is screaming, yeah. let go of me. Yeah. And then they still pull you forward, even though your body is as stiff as a statue, which is body language for... Please don't do what you're about to do Yep.
0: Maybe.
3: I'm not a fan of it and then they kiss you on the lips anyway there yep. are there are two women in specific I can think of that kiss Is me on it the like lips like a European every thing time you something me. like that neither of these girls are European
2: uh, but they are very armpits <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah. um,
3: So yeah she should ask her husband like if it's bothering her it's like honey do you go like stiff as a corpse when she does that and the husband's probably like God yeah it just I wish she wouldn't do it
2: I always twist my head I try and time because I have a couple people in my life that I've, I know yeah you can I twist have your one head. family member on my side and there's a family member on my wife's side. That also does it every time, and I I have to time it and move my head just at the right time. Get because cheek. if I move it too early, she follows my lip. Ah. And, and it's not like she's trying to be creepy or weird. It's just she's it's an older thing. woman. It's, a, it's what she do. Probably, yeah. It's probably just how she was brought up. And I know she kisses everyone on the lips in the family. I just don't like that. It's just weird to me, and I will never want to. I don't to. like it either. I, I remember at one time I was at a. This is back when I was single. Uh, and I, it was weird. I remember I was at oh man, East Lake Bar and Grill with a bunch of friends. Oh, it was yeah, like mutual yeah, friends with Thrill and his crew. And we were all together. And this one woman, she kept talking about, she's like, your lips are just so incredible. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks? Like, everyone's drunk. Her boyfriend goes, gets a round of drinks for everyone. She's like, I just got to kiss him. Whoa. And just comes over and kisses my lips. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Her boyfriend comes back. And she tells him, she's like, yeah, those lips are very, I I just had to finally do it. And he laughs and thinks it's funny. And I'm like, I need... Steve's super weirded out by this whole scenario. I'm weirded Dude, out. Man, can, I, can I watch you ever? <laughs> right? Mix is right. Mix like, I'm going to go home now, I man. I crushed that beer and left.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. I yeah. pounded that beer and you said, got I got to go. Out. I got to go. go.
2: I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to be rude, Threshold but I got to get up early tomorrow. And it was like a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I, got, a, I got... At I got. And it was like 6 o'clock. I got to return the videotape. it was probably 4 in the afternoon. And I go, I got to get up early tomorrow. I'm out. <laughs> i mean, I can't do this the, yeah. the drunker she gets the more she's gonna want to kiss yeah, me she's gonna get handsy and then you just don't know where you're going with that and i thought when she came back and told him i thought i'm about to die like, he dude, hey man dude look i yeah yeah, yeah. man god, oh that's just her god gave me these luscious lips i can't help it <laughs> oh it was weird bro oh my god super weird yeah oh boy so, uh, why don't we jump into the Alice and in Chains interview um, and I'll give people a, a, a glimpse behind how awesome Alice and Chains are? I didn't, yeah. I, a quick story about Alice and Chains before I even get to it. So, I go to that secret show, quote unquote secret. It was really cool. My wife and I got secret. to go. And it was phenomenal. Eight songs. They started with um, Check My Brain from Black His Way to Blue. Oh, I love that song. Then went into Hollow from uh, The Devil's Put Dinosaurs Here. So two great songs. Then went into four of the new songs off of Rainier Fog. All sounded phenomenal. Indeed. Then I thought, we're done. Because I, I was told there was going to be six songs real quick. They're gonna And we're going to have video of it, I think, on KSW.com. Oh, killer. Right. So it was really awesome to see them at the Crocodile. And then they just did, then they busted in, and you just hear that opening drum riff, I guess you could call it, for no excuses. Pop, mm-hmm. Which I think is just such a great drum line. That's
3: oh, it's like a drum hook. And as soon as you hear that, yep, you know, know it's, it's yeah, almost yeah, like the, yeah,
2: when yeah. the levee breaks. As soon as you hear those drums, mm-hmm. you know what song it is. And I don't know how Kenny nails it every single time. Like, it's perfect every time. And so they do that, and I'm like, great. I mean, you can't ask for anything better. And then they end and then- with Wood. Nice. And I was just like, oh. "Oh." Oh, So it was awesome. Then, of course, they throw out all these picks. And I'm like, I'm not a super big pick collector, but I'm like, it'd be kind of cool to have a pick from this show. Yeah. So I'm looking around. All of a sudden, right in front of my feet lands uh, a pick. And I'm like, ooh, pick. So I start reaching down. The guy in front of me just stomps his foot on it. Whoa. Damn. And I'm like, I look up. I'm like, well, that was aggressive. And he's like, oh, man, I just really want the pick. I I saw the pick. I'm like, yeah, I saw it too. That's why my hand was like inches from your foot yeah. that just stomped on. Me. He goes, it just kind of gives me like, oh well. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm with my wife. I'm not gonna get into a fight. <laughs> no confrontation, Steve. No, I back right. off because we we oh, were a
0: good call. We man. were having
2: like a we were in a funk from other stuff I won't get into. But I was like, I'm not gonna make this weird for my wife. We had a great night. Cool man, enjoy the pick, d- douchebag. Right. So I was just like, whatever. Not going to deal with it. Well, one of our coworkers who's drunk, she's right by us. Like, we had a whole crew of our coworkers, right? She's drunk and just goes off on the guy. Oh, I thought he was like I, body check. I don't want
3: to be that guy, but nice.
2: Yeah, right. Oh, hey. Tell me
3: what happened next. So then <laughs> I'm
2: about to leave and I'm turning around and I just feel you know, tap, tap, tap on my shoulder and the guy's got the pig. He goes, here, man, I'm sorry. Whoa. And I'm like, oh, she browbeat him. She leveled him. <laughs> And I'm like, and I was like, at first I was like, nah, man. And I'm like, no my, Thank you. Take the pick. <laughs> and, he goes, straight. and he's like, I'm real sorry, man. That was that was out of line. And I'm just I'm just really glad I didn't step on your foot. And I looked at him and I just go, yeah, I'm glad for your sake that you didn't step on my foot either. Because I was pissed, you know, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was a douche move. Yeah, it and, was. If, and if you stepped on my foot and hurt my foot, I would have killed you. Yeah. Like, I was like, I have a big show to play the next day. Like, I don't need a broken finger. And he, like, stomped on it. So we walk away, and my wife and I are laughing about it. I'm like, that was awesome about how my coworker – I barely even know her. Up in, uh, honestly, I never talked to her before that night. Really? Like, she's just on the other end of the hall. Like, I, I high buys kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We were best friends by the end of that night, and then yeah, she right. clearly went to my defense. It was awesome. She, she had a knife to that guy's voice. Here's, <laughs> here's the best part. <laughs> I put it in – it was William Duvall's pick, which I, made me extra geeked out because I love William Duvall. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's got a W and a D and a line. I put it in my back pocket. Well, I wear the same jeans the next day for um, painting the grass, right? Mm-hmm. And after we performed, my my I sweat when I play. so I had an extra pair of underwear and extra pair of socks. So I go into our little dressing room that we eventually get kicked out of because we weren't fancy enough. and you know the cult people are like, everyone needs to leave. So I, I go in there and change, and I must have the pick must have fell out of my no! back pocket as I change the pants because later on I, t- I go into we my back pocket the and the pick is gone.
3: <laughs> It's the funniest thing, too, because when I was in the dressing room that day, I found this William Duval guitar pick.
2: You're just like, oh, that's and interesting. And I was like,
3: sweet. And I took it home, and it's part of my
2: pick collection. Yoink! It would be better if you put it on eBay. And some guy who has large <laughs> no, feet no, no. bought it.
3: Dude, no. Later that night, I bumped into William. I was like, bro, you dropped this. And he was all like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's my only pick. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking for that everywhere, man. I dropped These it two yesterday. guys almost got in a fight in it. And then this girl put a knife to this guy's crotch. Man, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, no worries, bro. I thought I was going to have to play in the Grants without a pick. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> when I lose him, Jerry makes me use my fingers like Jeff Beck. And oh. I'm not good at it. <laughs>
2: I'm not good and at it. And then there was a moment <laughs> where we were side stage. Before Alice and I saw all of the bags of pics. Like, you know, they have a giant. Like, you should a big, just grab the grocery. I'll
0: take one of
3: these. It's like a, a a big, like, you know, 11 by 17 picture frame with like 700 pics
2: in it. <laughs> <laughs> Collect them all. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was hilarious because even my wife and I were joking about it. I'm like, honestly, the, I'm, I was bound, like, I, before this, I said, I'm probably going to lose this pick anyway. It's more of the principle yeah. that uh, this guy uh-huh. was such a douche about it. And then I had to tell my wife the next day I'm like, baby, you won't believe this. Remember, I, I said, I'm probably gonna lose that picture. She's like, Yeah, I'm yeah, like, you lost it I yeah. lost the pick. <laughs> <laughs> All because I had to take my pants off. Yep. So well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. I I
3: actually it just started kinda like, oh well neat. And then that turned into more, but I actually had a hell of a guitar pick collection mm-hmm. going. Like some cool I had a Cantrell one, I had a bunch of like, whoa, man. Um And there was a fan that hit up windowpane that was like, would you please send me one of the picks you guys used on this tour, blah, 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 blah. Oh, cool. I took my whole pick collection and mailed it to him. Really? Wow. Just here, man. And he got it, and he was like, dude. And it was was everything. And some of them were real hard to find ones, too, like this limited edition Jimi Hendrix pick that Dunlop put out for a tenth of a second. That's cool. Just all this random, you know, all these great, and I was just like, you know, they're sitting in a coffee cup. Exactly. Oh, and I yeah, sent yeah, him yeah. to a fan, dude. And he was he got him. He was like, Dude, I just wanted yours. I'm like, eh. I thought this would be kind of a yeah a here man how, yeah.
2: dude that's a testament how cool yeah the guy when
3: you are. when you were talking about that's that awesome. I was Aww. like ah that reminds me of you know Bandmates. which yeah. is why I grabbed Willie's eh. pick and I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> well
2: it's funny because like, I I I have I made it into a necklace I'm wearing I have right a Metallica now. pick not that the band gave me but from that time I did the stage announcement the manager of the mm-hmm. band after he said all this nice stuff about my stage announcement gave me the pick. And I was like, I'm going to keep this pick. I'm going to do all this special stuff. It's still in my car, in my glove compartment box, just right. kind of like somewhere lost in the shuffle. Now, yeah. you know, it's But now it's probably like a good luck in pick there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's even like after we did the SDP uh, performance, uh, we even talked about it on the air. I was like, we had the dilemma. Do I use one of Eric's drumsticks and oh. do I keep the drumsticks? Yeah. Like, like yeah. what do I do? Yeah, what did you do? So before we performed, I looked on his setup. And he had, like, he has, like, drumstick holders on his hi-hat stand, similar to what I have, but his only hold one stick, and he has two of them. So he really only had two sticks on there. You should have
3: just hidden all his stuff. (laughs) <laughs> he got like oh no.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's like he gets off of the riser, he comes up to the mic, like, Migs. Migs where, are my Migs, where are my sticks? Give me one of the crap. Migs stick? back to the stage. Please bring the sticks back to the stage. And I noticed that Migs his- runs off with his kick drum pedal.
3: <laughs> I got Kretz's pedal, man. I got Kretz's he, pedal.
2: Just- Run right into my car and I just take off. I take a snare drum. Where's keeps <laughs> it? Yeah. You got another one. Suck it. (laughs) Ah! Well, I I look at them and they're also like a lot. They they seemed a little bit thicker than the sticks that I use. And he also wraps them with like a grip tape. Like so, like I was like, I'm not gonna want to play on those sticks because it's just different.
0: Not you, yeah. So
2: I made it a point to carry my sticks with me. But then after I was done, I'm like, I put tape around those sticks. I'm like, I'm never gonna use these sticks again. I play, but then I thought about, I'm like, sticks are like ten bucks a pair. I'm going to use these sticks again. They're brand new. <laughs> like I'm not that guy. What am I going to do is frame these sticks? What, what weird thing? I'm framing the sticks that I use that I own.
0: Frugal Steve shines through at the end of
2: that one.
3: Like, these are the sticks that called Glenn and asked if he was going to Guitar Center. He said that he was. He got me the sticks, and I played with STP. One song. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, what am I going to do with this?
3: No, I'm going to use these sticks again. Dude, I remember Tony and I were at some show. It was a 10 miles wide show. And Will had split his hand, and his drumstick was, like, covered in blood. Oh. Whoa. And Tawny was like, oh, can I have that stick? And Will's like, sure. And her, her and I at the time were pretty bloused. We were both hammered. Right. And so we had this bloody drumstick, which we thought was great at the time. hmm So the next day, you know, we're both kind of like, mm, that was a series of bad decisions, you know? You stagger out into the kitchen, and there's your wallet and your car keys, and there's this blood-soaked brown drum, you know, and it's like, <laughs> honey? Yeah. Oh boy. What do you want to do with this? And she's like, <laughs> Oh God, I, I hadn't really thought of that. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs>
1: <She throws laughs> <us away. laughs> yeah, we did.
3: we did. It was one of those. I love Will, but what exactly is our design for yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. This and is know, a, a biohazard. Like, yeah, I don't really want it on the wall. It's sort of gross. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. What do you? What do you? Maybe just okay.
2: <laughs> Modern art. Well, I remember when I caught a drumstick Sorry, from Will. from uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Danny Carey from Tool. And I was like, okay, I have caught a couple things from him—a Gatorade bottle—and then one time, the clap, yeah, and the <laughs> clap. So I caught the stick, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And I even like fought people off for it. Like, I had to like really hold on to that thing for dear life. I mean, I had, I had the stick, and some other people tried to grab it. I'm like, Roar. but then on the next day, I'm like, I'm not gonna frame this. I'm not gonna put this up anywhere. I don't really. Ha- it's gonna go into a dresser drawer. I love tool, but I'm not like one of those guys that really believe, like, cares about that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool if you do. And so I was like, remember Forrest used to work with us. Production. Oh yeah, yeah. He was an obsessive tool fan. Obsessed. It to him. So when he was leaving our company to go to like Atlanta or something like that, I was like, mm-hmm. hey man, I got a going away gift for you because you've done so many oh, cool things for us. Oh see. And he's like, well what is it? I'm like, this drumstick. He's like, Cool. I'm like, it's Danny carries from Tools. He's like, what? That's so rad. <laughs> and that made it worth it. Yeah, yeah. man. It's like, it's like you well, know. Well,
3: different people collect different things, man. Like, some right. people make these amazing framed... They, they do that. Actually, I've got a Pearl Jam 45 framed with some guitar picks in it. You know what I mean? like yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, so... It, Dude, that's rad. That's yeah, rad so I that want, you gave
2: that. I to wanted it to go into the hands of someone that's actually going to do something other than put it in a dresser drawer and probably forget that I even own it.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So
2: was, that's why it's cool that you did that for that guy with all the, all the pics because I'm the same way. It's like, well, here, what am, man. What am I doing with this? If it's yeah. not going to be put on display, then why, why do I have
3: exactly. it? Exactly. And someone else might, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you did for him, like mind blown. Like, you're kidding me. Yeah. No, nah,
2: brah, here. So if yeah. anyone could get their hands on the members of Pearl Jam's hands to write a signature to sign my <laughs> Seattle poster, that yeah. would mean a lot to me. That would mean so much. I'm not even asking for you to provide the poster. I have the poster. You just have to provide the <laughs> bodies to sign it. Yeah, the way you put it, it was like, so you want
3: me to go lop their hands <laughs> off? Yeah, I mean. That's fine. But then I to that, pro- a box full of hands like Glenn
0: didn't read the instructions. Like, he's just like, provide the bodies. And now I'm like, now this is getting a lot
2: darker. Okay, just the hands. Okay, and yeah. you have to master the ability to do their signature with their hands. So okay. if you could do that, yeah,
1: this is start of a I'm
2: all about theater, it. Yeah. Probably not we'd rather keep Pearl Jam with their hands attached to their arms, right? <laughs> Just imagine,
3: imagine your wife seeing Lulu run across the living room with a hand with a severed human hand. What's that? Oh,
0: don't worry
2: about it. It's, it's Eddie. Ed. <laughs> Pearl Jam had the song called
3: Severed Hand. Oh, baby, that's not real. It looked really real. Lulu's you know, <laughs> and those, ah, as you're trying to take it away. Ah. <laughs> it's
2: her new favorite toy, babe. Oh, all right. Oh. Let's jump into so this Allison in Chains interview. Uh, this happened uh, last week, where they popped into the studio. They was fresh off of their throwing out the first pitch at the Mariners game. So right when we get into this interview, you're gonna hear them talking about their first pitch experience, and just it, it, it's exactly what you expect from an Allison in Chains And if you know those guys, I tried to go into it because I was gonna be playing all the songs off the new record. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna kind of approach it that way with notes, and we're gonna like lead into every song. Quickly into it, I realized these guys are not those kind of guys. They're fun-loving dudes that just like to kind of have very off-kilter random interviews. So I'm just going to forget that I have notes and just have fun with those guys. And it's cool because I got a, a message uh, on the text line, and I, I saved it because I am I need these moments of, 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 of positive <laughs> affirmation. But I thought it was really cool. This guy said... Steve, you're the best interviewer The Rock has. The Migs cast, Migs versus the World of Wrestling, and the cast are proof. And I just wrote it back. I'm like, dude, that's too kind. You don't have to say that, but I really appreciate it. And then he goes, I've been following your career subconsciously now actively since uh, the end your skills behind the mic set Seattle apart uh, whatever time you're on I went to the CPW show the one where I blew my knee out oh yeah uh, only because you convinced me that it would be worth seeing through Migs versus the World of Wrestling three years ago I would have changed the channel when you brought up the WWE but your talent making it accessible has made me my opinion changed I'm ah. sure many people's opinion on wrestling keep doing this Scott in Marysville so Scott ah, that's super I wanted cool. to share that because I know that you listen to the podcast and that meant the world to me so much so that I saved it and emailed it to myself and I look at it every day when I first wake up in the morning to feel good about life. Okay, I don't do that, but I thought it was really nice and I just want to say
3: thank you. He dropped his print out of it and I found it and I took it home. It's framed in my bedroom. I tried stepping on it but Glenn's hands were too fast. (laughs) I I made a prison shank out of a drink stirrer and I got that
1: Went right for the balloon nut.
2: (laughs) The rosebud. And then he gave me the Russell Wilson and I haven't been able to walk straight since. That let's, is awesome, though,
3: Steve. That's yeah, cool. thank you. Thank you
2: so much, Scott. And uh, let's jump into it. My chat with the guys in Allison in Chains here on the Mixcast. All right. And then we'll just do our goodbyes. All right, cool. Go for it. All right. All right. That's it. Let's get out of here. I got to go see a doctor. Isn't there normally music playing? <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I
3: pressed the button, but I didn't press the button on the board. I love you, man. Yeah. It's falling there it apart. Is. Everything is falling apart. As Steve was talking, I was like, this feels
2: weird. <laughs> now it's time to go. Oh, yeah, there's usually music that comes with that. Do you have anything coming up? No, yeah, and dude. Thank you, everyone that uh, pledged uh, for our Bruiser Brody Kickstarter. Oh my yeah. god, yes. we exceeded our goal. We almost hit seven thousand dollars, and all we wanted was twenty five hundred. So we're leaving town. We're going to Florida to <laughs> Disney World to have a, a pizza party. Have a pizza party. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, I
1: will
3: say it, it won't be in the month of September. The month of t- September, I'm literally kind of taking off. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've got a, a, some pretty cool announcements coming regarding me um, oh, awesome. that I'm very, very excited about. Something I've wanted to do forever, and I'm really, really
2: excited to let that cat out of the bag. That'll be in about four to five weeks, and hopefully in the near future, I'll we'll have information about a Bruiser Brody CD release show. The CD will be coming out sometime in October. As always, stay positive, and let's not forget this:
4: my mother watched me get my nuts fondled by another man.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Play it again.
4: My mother. Watch me get my nuts fondled by another man. One more time for the people in the back. My mother, watch me get my nuts fondled by another man. God, I love that.
2: That's sticking in my phone forever. It's gonna be my ringtone. My right? ringtone, My, uh, too. my mother, oh, Glenn's calling me. Watch me get my nuts fondled by another man. <laughs> for those that want it as their ringtone, we'll we'll be quiet as we do it for you right now. My mother, watch me get my nuts
4: fondled by another man. <laughs>
2: It's hard to stick one.
4: It is. (laughs)